everyone. This is Michael Rosso, Film Photography Podcast. I'm in the studio today with Leslie Lazenby. Hi, Michael. Hi. And Matt Mirage. Hey, how's it going, guys? Oh, it's going great. This is the podcast, the internet radio show for people who love to shoot film. This is our November 15th show, and we're going to be talking about uh, 127 film format, the roll film format, and the Kodak Baby Brownies. Kodak Baby Boy. Oh, my baby boy. We're going to talk about printing your work. Print your work. you got to print your work. We're going to be uh, having a Canon TX camera giveaway. Plus, on this show... What show? We have our good friend Hunter, man on the street. Man on the street, Hunter White. At the PDN Photo Expo, the Photo District News Annual Show, which was held at the Jacob Javits Center a few weeks ago. Hunter was on the floor, and he was talking to Phil Stebley from thedarkroom.com, Patrick Delabovi from Freestyle, Tim Rayugo from Kodak Alaris, and Brandon Remler from Fujifilm USA. Let's not wait a minute. Let's get right into... Let's get right into... Let's get right into... Our report from the PDN Photo Expo NYC 2013. This is FPP's man on the street, Hunter White, and we're here at PDN 2013. Right now I'm here with Phil from The Dark Room. How are you doing, Phil? Great. How are you doing, Hunter? I'm doing good. Earlier we were talking a little bit about the new stuff that The Dark Room has going on. What's new for the listeners at The Dark Room? Well, the biggest thing is something that isn't seen to people readily is we've uh, really revamped and upgraded our, our film developing department to ensure that we've got you know the capacity and the you know the the people necessary to be able to take care of the you know the growth that we've experienced the film is definitely not dead we continue to grow uh, particularly in the area of black and white true black and white with silver gelatin printing is uh, is awesome and we've been ramping up doing more and more of that in fact we're uh, converting a fuji uh, digital frontier uh, 375 mini lab right now to enable us to do uh, true black and white on that so that's going to give us huge capacity and also give us the ability to uh, print true black and white silver gelatin prints from uh, digital sources as well so uh, it's opening up uh, new opportunities for us and then for our customers as well yeah i know you guys are doing sheet film now how is developing sheet film going by mail how is it going it's going great. In fact, we've uh, we've grown. It's funny. Uh, originally, in our roots, uh, we got our start just processing four by five E six sheet film, largely for the ar- ar- architectural industry. That's what they shot. It's funny to be back to those. You know, seeing that that work again. You know, over the years, it had died down, but over the last eighteen months, last twelve months, uh, sheet film continues to grow. Uh, whether it be uh, black and white, E6 or C41, uh, particularly E6, I think, uh, 4x5, that's, uh, that's been very popular, as well as, as true black and white. What would you say is the most popular, I guess, development? Is it E6, C41, black and white? Boy, you know, it used to be C41, but things have changed over the last three, four years, and I would say our, our largest product now is true black and white, whether it be, uh, you know, developing, printing, uh, just the, all, all avenues of black and white. C41 color negative and uh, color, you know, printing. 
and then uh, E6 slide transparency. That's held up remarkably well, but the other two areas, in particular 120 C41 uh, color print film, has uh, grown tremendously over the last year, year and a half. Gotta love that portrait. Yeah, gotta love that. In fact, I have a picture I was showing uh, somebody earlier of uh, two trays of work we ran last Thursday morning. It was uh, 56 rolls of 110 film uh, that were run through the dip and dunk. So it's amazing how much of that film uh, is still out there. And, you know, some of the results from it, uh, like uh, Fisheye uh, Lomo 110 camera, some really cool stuff actually uh, some neat cross-processing effects shooting their e6 film and cross-processing that in c41 so yeah it's it's a very cool product the darkroom runs the official ilford lab correct Yes, we uh, licensed with Ilford, and it's brought to us uh, some great technology as well as uh, QC support from uh, the folks in England uh, that run the Ilford lab there. Ilford owns and operates a lab in England for uh, the UK, and uh, we've been talking to them for quite some time about the possibility of trying to do something similar or comparable here in the United States. After a long time of working on it, it's finally come to being so uh, it benefits us in a lot of ways from it it ups the bar for us we have to live to a higher standard and it uh, it bodes well for all of our customers our darkroom customers uh, benefit because you know that we're, we're operating at these pretty strict Ilford standards uh, with all Ilford materials uh, darkroom customers are benefiting from that that discipline it's good it's uh, it's been energizing for our people in the lab. We're fortunate in our black and white department uh, at the darkroom. We've got some uh, really old-time skilled people. They're master printers and have been dealing with black and white their entire career, 30, 40 years in some cases. So uh, it's, it's remarkable to have a team of these uh, legacy people from the old black and white days that uh, you know, we're able to keep it going. Well, thank you so much, Phil. Um, I'm excited to see what's going on in PDN. Um, have a good show. Okay, thank you, Hunter. Talk to you soon. I'm here with Patrick from Freestyle. How are you doing, Patrick? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. How's it going, Hunter? A lot of alternative process stuff is on the wall. Maybe talk a little bit about how traditional photography has either picked up or what have you seen over the past year? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, you know what we're seeing is uh, a resurgence in the alternative and historical processes. And even taking it one step further, what we're also seeing is a lot of people combining and doing what we like to call mixed media. So, you know, you take the best out of digital technology, you take uh, a historical process, you even take something out of the art community, like a, uh, a leafing. Um, and, and combine it all together and you can come up with some real neat imagery. Hanging on our wall here in our booth are pictures and images from our employee show that's actually going on right now at Freestyle back in Hollywood. The creativity, if, if, if only you could see this out there in podcast land, but the creativity is, is astounding. It's amazing. There's really some cool pictures. Maybe you can take a couple of shots to put up on the website yeah. for people to see. Yeah. So what if someone, you know, shoots color film, but wants to do alternative process like a gum print or something, but they don't have black and white negatives for it, or they just don't have negatives for it if they shot family photos and wanted to do an alternative kind of printing thing just to try it out or what what would you guys suggest how would they do it excellent you know what um, the best thing to do is obviously to make a digital negative real simple to do we carry this product called the Rista OHP 
overhead transparency film basically is what it is and with 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 a couple of short steps on the computer and an Epson or a Canon printer boom you can print out a digital negative best stuff for it if you want to do any of the alternative processes I definitely recommend OHP the other thing that I would recommend is if you're in an area that you don't have a lot of sunlight we've got a great UV light source that uh, is portable it's uh, it's fantastic. I mean, obviously, in some of those processes, you can use the sun, but if you want to be a little more controlled, check out the uh, Arista uh, UV light source that we have. Quicker, right? Because it's quite a lot faster. It's quite a lot faster, and you're going to get more even coverage because yeah. you're going to be able to control a little better. And you can do the same time in summer than you do in winter. Yes, exactly. Year-round, good for those places. If you're in Seattle or if you're in Canada or wherever you may be where the sun doesn't shine a lot. Yeah. So if somebody wanted, like, the process I like the most is, like, Cali-type and dump print really interests me. Do you guys sell kits or something for someone to get started? Yeah, we do as a matter of fact. We've got quite an extensive selection from Formulary. Formulary makes a lot of those kits. I've got some photo speed kits also that I still have available. But if you just go to the website, uh, freestylephoto.biz, check it out, look for Formulary kits. We've got tin types, we've got calotypes, cyanotype kits, all kinds of neat alternative process kits. Get out there and create. Have fun. This is what it's all about. Yeah, if you don't have a dark room, you can still do it. Absolutely. You know what? Historical process is a sort of, and like a UV light source, we look at that as sort of the new and larger of the 21st century, even though it's an old process, but it's new again. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Patrick. Is there anything you guys want to say about what's going on at Freestyle? Hey, you know what? We just appreciate all the support that uh, you guys give us. And uh, keep shooting film. Keep, uh, keep going into the dark room. And if you can't do that, check out the alternative processes. Yeah. And they have some great papers. FOMA and ADOX papers are wonderful. They have them. You don't just have to print on Ilford. Thank you again, Patrick. Absolutely. Thanks, Hunter. I'm here with Tim from Kodak Alaris. A little bit of rebranding. How are you doing today, Tim? Doing great, Hunter. Thanks for coming by. Obviously, Kodak has been modified to be Kodak Alaris. Can you tell us a little bit about how that happened and how it's going? Kodak Alaris is a company that was purchased by our Kodak pension plan in the UK. So the new company ownership is Kodak's uh, pension plan, which is made up of Kodak retirees and employees in the UK. And so that is a separate company. We're able to use the Kodak name in perpetuity. And so we combined Kodak, the great brand Kodak, with Alaris. And Alaris essentially means fast, small, able to able to change in very quickly. So that's one of the great things about this new company. It's been going great and it's uh, and this is our coming out party so to speak here at Photo Plus East. Obviously again you guys are giving away film. What has been the most popular this year? The most popular film these days still is 35 millimeter. I think 35 millimeter still is that mainstay. People have their Canon AE1s, FTBs, Nikon F100, uh, Pentax. Yeah, you any, know, any brand, any all, country of origin. All, all, all those brands for sure. Uh, all those 35 millimeter, and of course, two and a quarter continues to be very popular, uh, primarily because of some of the toy cameras that are out there. Holga, Diana, people are coming through with their classic Hasselblad contacts. 645s, Rolleiflex, beautiful yeah. cameras. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, at least the thing that I was thinking, I'm sure many people are thinking, are there any new emulsions on the way coming, maybe? Well, all I can say is what's old is new, and so that the, the film emulsions that are out there, I mean, we've, we've got a great T-Max 100, 400, Tri-X, you know, that classic Tri-X film, which is always a popular item. 
and then of course our portrait film. So can't say that there's anything new, but the films that we have are made by our Kodak manufacturing facility, and they're and they're still the wonderful traditional and reliable films uh, that we continue to make. We work a lot with you at FPP. Can you tell us a little bit about what, what you've given for us to give away in the post-PDN giveaway this year? Uh, what I've given to you for that post-program is really a smattering of what we have uh, given out for the three days. We've been giving out Tri-X medium format, uh, Portra 400 in medium format, and then some BW400CN, some T-Max 100, and so for those of you who have not been able to make it, you'll be able to participate in uh, the giveaways and be able to get some free film as well. Yeah. And again, thank you so much, Tim. It's been awesome seeing you guys. We're excited to see what Kodak Alaris has on the horizon. Well, thanks, Senator. Thanks for having me. It's been great seeing you, great meeting you. Thank yeah. you very much. Have a good show. Yeah, thanks. It is from Kodak. It delivers the highest resolution. Microfine grain. Superior image structure. For ultra sharp detail. It is called Ektar. Ektar film by Kodak. The genius is in the details. Ektar film now comes in a new cartonless package in 100 speed. This is FPP's man on the street, Hunter, and we're at PDN 2013. They are literally turning the lights off and kicking people out. And we're here with Brandon. How are you today, Brandon? Everything is perfect. Show's over. How was your show? My show was awesome. It's, you know, this was a busier than ever show for Fujifilm. The X series is clearly doing really well, and uh, film is alive, especially slide film here at the Fujifilm booth. How's Instax doing? I know you guys have a new Instax out, right? The Instax is hot. We expect growth on Instax to go from at least about 50% to 100% growth every year. Right. What about chrome film? What about chrome film? What can I say? We are the only ones that make chrome film, so chrome film sales are, uh, we'll say, steady. Right. Well, I know you guys have some stuff for the FPP giveaways. We do. As always, our favorite film folks are here, and I'm just eyeing all the film. What do you think? We got a not-so-bad, decent selection, right? It's not bad. Some, you know, large formats, some 35, some 120. How are we going to do this? We got, there's only like six of you. You shoot 4x5, I know. What do you guys like shoot? 4x5 and All right, we got that. So who's the Chrome favorites? How are we gonna? What do you want to do? I think we can. I think I can almost. No, I can't get my hand. We were in gonna it. take the FPP stuff and kind of divvy it up. All right. Well, we want to do this quick and efficient, so everybody gets a little something. This is FPP's man on the street. They have turned on the light. We are literally being kicked out. Alarms are going off. Dark, kind of scary, but it's been a great show. I hope you guys. What show? I hope everyone's enjoyed the interviews. I know we had fun doing it. How was everyone's show? Great show. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Back to you, Mike. Thank you, Hunter. Uh, let's uh, do a quick wrap-up of who uh, Hunter spoke to with some uh, website info. Hunter spoke to Phil Stebley from thedarkroom.com, thedarkroom.com, Patrick Delabovi from Freestyle. Freestyle. And I believe that is freestyle, you know what, Google freestyle photographic. The Google. He then spoke to Tim Rayugo from Kodak Alaris and wrapped it up with Brandon Remler from Fujifilm USA or Fujifilm North America. We are giving away film this 
week on the FPP. If you are not at the PDN, go to filmphotographyproject.com forward slash giveaways, and you will see that we are giving away film from the PDM PDM Photo Expo, courtesy of Kodak, Alaris, and Fujifilm. Hey, we'll be right back. Hey, guys. Hey, what's going on, hey. Mike? You know, uh, Leslie, uh, you came up with this word, and I think it's true. The FPP is somewhat of a film boutique these days. It is a boutique, otherwise known <laughs> boutique. as a boutique in Ohio. And it kind of just happened by chance. I started getting very interested in unusual 35-millimeter film, film that's not available in cartridges, film that's only available on bulk, big reels, which there is sort of like, a, you know, there's a buzz on the Internet. There's a circle on the Internet of uh, men and women who roll their own film. I have to tell you, like me, most people don't. Till now. Well, till... (laughs) I mean, most people don't. I didn't. I was scared of the whole process. Mm. But I've conquered that. I've mastered the art of rolling film into cartridges. (laughs) So you can play them in your (laughs) your 35-millimeter camera. Feed your camera. Yeah, you can feed your camera. And that opens up a whole new world because most of the bulk loading is going on in little film communities like apug.org. People are talking about it, but they're not really offered. No one's really carrying it and offering it on a wider scale. Right. Yeah. So if you do not have the time, you know, or interest in rolling your own, the Film Photography Podcast Store, which is filmphotographystore.com and 35mm, if you click on 35mm, you'll see an unusual variety of films that we are hand-rolling, and it's pretty cool. There are some amazing stocks out there for film stock. Stocks that will, like, (sighs) blow your mind, like, with... (laughs) ISOs of like 0.06. That's uh, uh, Kodak Rapid Copy Film. 0.06. Insane. Something like the Fuji It, which is IT-N. It's a cop- another copy film. It's C41. I believe it has an ISO of 20. I think it's unique that you can get black and white film that's green. Oh, the black and white and black film and white that's film green. black and white film that's red. Yeah, some, some of the films have an unusual U to them. Some are very thin, uh, like the Polypan F. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a silky smooth, dreamy mm-hmm. Black and white film from Germany. And Use you it and get it, a glow. Yeah, you get, get your a, glow on. You do. So if you're shooting a subject or a building and there's a, a good key light, you'll get like a glow. Elsie's yeah. all about the glow. I am all about the oh, glow. Oh, you are? Oh, I'm original HIE girl. Oh, right. And as of late, the newest is, of course, uh, exploring the Eastman Kodak motion picture line of films. Mm-hmm. Like the Eastman Double X, which is in our shop as FPP. XX. Extra bold. And this is an awesome film because it's rich and it's bold. Large tonal range. Large tonal range. Yeah. Tonal range. Mm-hmm. It's nice uh, and silvery. Yeah. 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 Processing is uh, standard. It hey! is. Hey! Look at John. Look at John. Yeah, we're talking about the FPP online store, Film Boticue. Yeah. Huh? So back to that double X. I got you some, uh, the double X. Some somebody orders double X. Do you include that little yes, processing guide? Hey, 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 there now, hey, settle. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the air. Who was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? Do you see the big red sign on air? <laughs> I got you. The question bagel. was when you ordered double X. Hey. Hey. Does it come with that nice little processing uh, start sheet? That's excellent. Excellent. Yeah. We send a start sheet out with a double X. It has information from um, uh, the... Raypack. Uh, Nick Raypack. Nick Raypack was mm-hmm. kind enough to send over some information. And what's uh, that website? Is it doublex.com? That 
fans? <laughs> I don't know. You should just Double type that right in. <laughs> yeah, just type that right in and see what happens. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Eyebrows are raised in here. Uh. Type in Eastman. <laughs> Double X. What is the fan site that comes up? Hey, John. Hi. What are we talking about? Uh, FPP store. Oh. The fan group double on X? Flickr? FPP? No, it's like a site. It's own site. Oh, projectdoublex.org. Oh, projectdoublex.org. Project hyphen double hyphen X dot org. If you, double hyphen. If you Google yeah. Eastman double X 5222, oh. you will get the site. This is a very, it's, it's a very elaborate Yes. The Google. It's a very well His- thought history out. History about developing data formulas, examples, resources, suppliers. Oh, wait. Are we on the suppliers list now? I don't know if we're on the suppliers list yet. Son of a shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're on the air. Getting a little saucy. <laughs> this is one of the exciting films in the uh, hand-rolled FPP film, Boutique. <laughs> what are you saying, Boutique? What does that mean? Boutique. Boutique. Oh. That's what uh, Tracky used to call a record store. Like, let's go down to... Because it was so called like record boutique. He's like, let's oh, go really? down to the Bodecue. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like Tracky yeah. all the way. But uh, folks out there <coughs> listening, we ship internationally. I would love to ship you some, some fresh, unusual film uh, for you to try in your 35mm camera. Mm-hmm. We're here to support you and help you out. So if you have any questions about it, we're going to do our best. I'm stumbling through it myself. To process, you know, process the black and white, mm. and uh, the color we could send right over to our good friends at thedarkroom.com. Thanks and filmphotographystore.com. That's right. Hey, we're back. Hey, I want everyone to know that we have an FPP hotline. Get that number. That number is area code nine seven three eight five zero six three three zero. This is a number you call to leave a message. Their message gets recorded as a wave file, and we use it on the show. What show? This show. Uh, when you call in and tell us what's on your mind, briefly, of course, who you are, where you're from, what are you doing, what are you excited about, we'll roll you in on the show. I love no the, the fan bumpers. Those are great. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So please do call in. You can write us at podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Let's get right into our giveaway. This is a letter that was sent from... Um, our good friend, John Smith, he is uh, Wizowl on Flickr, W-I-Z-O-W-E-L, pronounced Wizowl. He says, my name is John Smith. I am a relatively new FPP listener, but have already listened to about half of the archived FPP podcast, so I feel like I know you guys. I have been corresponding with you on and off via email since March, and recently told you about my friend Steve's Canon TX. Uh, let's see, of course, Canon TX is the FL line of Canon lenses. Ah. Okay. The predecessor to the FD. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're interchangeable, of course. Yes, they are. The FLs yes. don't have an A auto uh, functionality. Steve bought this camera back in the 1970s and has no further use for it. Solid I have ca- some of these. Yeah, they're ca- solid cameras. Steve bought it back in the 1970s, no use for it. Knowing of my interest in film, he offered it up to me. Unfortunately, I became a Pentaxian <laughs> in 2006 after losing my Olympus OM-1N kit in Hurricane Katrina. Oh, I'm sad. Being a simple-minded guy, I didn't want to further complicate my photographic light with extraneous strains of gas mm-hmm. or, yes, become a collector. I know you probably sounds bizarre to you guys, but I spent 29 happy years with my OM-1N, a flash, and three prime lenses. These days, I have more than a dozen different cameras. Most of them are Pentax. I find myself constantly trying to remember how to get whatever camera I have in hand at the time to do what I want to do with it. I'm trying to settle down to just one or two favorite cameras, hoping that it will allow me to concentrate more on making the photograph than operating the camera. 
which you've talked about in the past on the show, and how important that is to stop the gear acquisition syndrome and settle down to, you know, one yeah. or two cameras. Exactly. Something you want to shoot all the time. Yeah. And with all that in mind, I suggested to Steve that he donate his Canon TX to the FPP, and he, re- he readily agreed after assured him that I'd find a new home where it would be cherished and put to good use by a film aficionado. He gave it to me, and I checked it out, and it works. It does. The tale of this experience of getting this camera is in my blog. John Smith is the author of the I Still Shoot Film 2 Also blog, (laughs) (laughs) which will will be in our show notes. I understand that your latest email, you shared this link on the FPP Facebook page, and I can tell because my blog traffic went up significantly for a few days. (laughs) If you listen to us on uh, iTunes, would you please consider giving us a five-star review? A review, yeah. Yeah, please give us a review. Those get us to the top of the search, and you know, it's getting to the point, Mike, where if you uh, start typing film photography into Google, Google. it tries to auto-complete with podcasts before anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is sweet. So yes, we're on Facebook, we're on uh, Flickr, there's a Twitter uh, and there's our own homepage, filmphotographyproject.com. John says, anyway, here is the camera along with two lenses and some other gadgets that came with it. It's a real beauty, and I hope the new owner enjoys it as much as I did during my brief experience with it. The meter doesn't seem to work, maybe because the old battery mismatch problem, but everything oh. seems to be in great shape. Uh, I got a follow-up email from John. I think the meter is working, actually. Is it? Oh, I, I just ran so. it through here, and it wasn't, but I assume maybe there's no battery in it. Okay, that's possible. At this possible. point, that's possible. This is a completely manual camera, so you do not need a... Um, uh, no. You know, you just... You do not need a battery. Mm-mm. I fired the shutter speeds. It sounds wonderful. He's included a 135 telephoto. Very nice. Prime lens. And a close-up set. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. 55 to fit the uh, normal. Uh, he says, as for me, my current favorite is the Pentax ZX7, preferably loaded with either Portra or Tri-X, hmm. but I'm also a pinhole fan. Ooh. Ah. Participating in so WPPD for the last two years. That's mm-hmm. Worldwide Pinhole, pinhole Photography, Photography Day. Day. Yeah. I have a homemade 35 millimeter pinhole camera and my newest baby, a 120 Polga pinhole, I got for Father's Day. Oh, nice. Great. I, do, I still do shoot some digital, but generally I prefer film. I'm exploring the world of double exposures. But shoot just about anything that catches my attention. And then blog about it. He says, I'm originally a New Orleans. He solved the coastal erosion and flooding problem. Whoa. By relocating <laughs> 70 miles inland near Baton Rouge. So, in the local jargon, happy shooting and laissez les bon temps roller. Let the good times roll. I murdered that, of course. Of course. I think French. you did. Thank you, John. John, we're giving away the Canon TX, which uh, comes with some lenses. This is an awesome, solid Canon 35mm camera. Manual camera. Does not need batteries to operate. Uh, You may have to pop a new battery in there if you want the light meter to work. If you don't want the light meter to work, you could use your your, uh, smartphone, download an app to uh, have your own light meter. You could purchase a handheld like a Gossin Luna Pro F. Or you could just download the Sunny 16. Just Google Sunny 16, and a whole chart will appear for your outdoor shooting. The Google. Your indoor shooting, because of my years shooting my family at Christmas with my Canon FT, which is basically the same camera, I know, pop in some 400 film, shoot maybe 15th of a second, wide open, right? That's where I'd start. There you go. Mm-hmm. Pop, you could pop any flash, like the uh, gorgeous Vivitar 252 flash. Mm-hmm. Charts right on the back. Set it and go. Set it and go. Mm -hmm. You can have this camera. You can own this camera. 
by entering the contest at filmphotographyproject.com forward slash giveaways. And check that out. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Michael Rosso, and you know this time of year, the the gift buying time of year. I just wanted to I just wanted to give a quick intro to our FPP Plastic Filmtastic Debonair Camera. That's right, the FPP. That's right, the best thing since buttered bread. The FPP Debonair 120 Film Camera. So if you buy an FPP Debonair Camera, it's nineteen ninety nine US. Plus, you get a roll of film with it. It is the best bargain on the planet regarding medium format film. And the two, three, four, five thumbs up for the FPP Demonair are coming in daily via email. This really is a plastic film-tastic. Hey, let's run our 2012 Christmas spot for the Demonair. And don't forget to pick one up. There's a brand new camera in the FPP store. And it's a it's a plastic filmtastic 120. Look at that. Yeah, a one. <laughs> this is known as a 120 debonair camera. Ooh. It takes 16 shots per roll of 120 roll like film. It. It's not a Holga. It's not a Diana. It's made at a mysterious unknown factory in Hong Kong. Nice. Sometime in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. And FPP just acquired a boatload. Sitting in a box somewhere it. in a warehouse. All Literally these. a boatload. It has a. Uh, F8 60 millimeter super lens. It's super. It has a uh, hot shoe on top. Hot, hot shoe. shoe. And you, you folks out there can have this camera. Okay. Go to filmphotographyproject.com. You click the store, and then you go to uh, 120 film cameras, and there it is. So it's a great awesome. 120 starter awesome. camera. Yes. If you've to. never shot 120 roll film before, this is the perfect camera to start with. Ooh, look at that, Dave. Perfect camera to start with, roll film. This is a good camera just to keep in your bag oh, because yeah. it's going to give you those dreamy good sound. You double, awesome. triple, quadruple exposure. Sounds like a weed whacker. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. And yeah, of course, breaks, you could use though, it that's huge. Weeds. <laughs> and of course, by visiting the filmphotographystore.com also helps keep us going here at the Film Photography Podcast. Thank you very much. Hey, we're back. Here's a letter from Mad Dog. Uh, let me see if Mad Dog has Mad a name. Mad Dog, an Irishman? I, Is that I don't right? know. It just says Mad Dog. Uh, Flickr name, Ken Bertram. K-E-N-B-E-R-T-R-A-M. That's his Flickr name. He says, hey, gang, thanks for the great show. However, you need to stop the Jedi mind control. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I just started listening to the FPP podcast this week, no lie, and I went and bought a Canon A1 T90 FD 50mm 1.4 SSC, an FD 28mm, and Debonair Plastic Filmtastic Camera. There we go. In that case, sir, shut off the podcast because you might just run out of money. He says, I won't be able to eat for a week, but I will have a film camera in my hand and the FPP podcast playing in the background when they find my body. One must have their priorities. I have used film all along and switched to digital recently, but I can't give up film. There's nothing like it. Thanks again. Thanks again for bringing the passion back. Mm-hmm. Mad Dog Bertram. He doesn't say where he's from. Hey, man, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So he became an instant canon-aholic. And he already has the sweetness, the FD SSC F1.4. 1.4. 
What else do you really need? You need what do you the, need? You need the uh, 50 millimeter f 1.2. <laughs> Let me try it out first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here is a letter from uh, uh, Michael, and his Flickr name is Trekkie Watt. T R E K K I E. W-A-T-T. He says, I have been listening to you, to all your podcasts for about two years now. I used to have a Polaroid camera and a Kodak 110 film camera. Oh. I still use a Minolta X370 mm-hmm. and a Konica Minolta point-and-shoot camera, mm-hmm. both 35. I found the Lomography website through an old podcast, and I bought a new Diana F plus camera oh, and just yes. got my film developed cool those are fun it's hard to keep explaining that i still like film to salespeople who think everyone can afford a digital slr your podcast key photography fun yeah, thank you i've been waiting for this type of podcast i guess you're talking about us because the olympus cameras are like my point and shoot cameras i did have an olympus 35 ed rangefinder what is that uh not unlike the 35 rc okay. that series I'm looking forward to getting more 120 film and exploring what the Diana camera can do. Your podcast is great for those amateur photographers who, who always use film. We never left film. Thank you for all the updates in between the podcasts. Yes. And that's from Michael and uh, Michael and everyone else out there. You can get updates by going to Facebook.com and uh, just searching Film Photography Podcast. And that is basically our like news feed. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So anything new pops up, always hits the Facebook. Humid times here, my friends, for Dane Peterson. Hey, mate, how you doing? Just came across your little video clip on YouTube regarding scanning 3000B stock. Classic clip. Of course, he's talking about FP3000B instant film, Mm. which is the film you use in uh, Polaroid pack film cameras, like the Polaroid automatic land camera, Polaroid color pack 2 camera, uh, the back of your Holga if you have a Polaroid back on it. He says, I've been bleaching and scanning my color FP100 CNEGs for some time now with great results. I've now moved on to experimenting with the black and white 3000B. Obviously, I have to scan the neg as you did. I'm just wondering, have you ever had drama with the negatives never fully drying? Ah. He says, I've left this last batch for 24 hours and then another 2 hours in the heated room and dehumidification but they still seem to have a thinly filmy, gunky layer on them that goes all spotty and chemically when touching the glass of a scanning bed. Oh. Yeah, I know what he's talking about. Sticky. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Kind of um, the same effect yeah. as when a gloss print touches glass when being framed incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Please find an egg and possible scan example. Attached. I uh, sent him an email. I said, where you live? Or is it humid? He says, yes, it's extremely humid. Rice. Which I immediately thought of uh, my uh, 1975... Uh, Firebird, which I got painted in the middle of August, silver in humid weather, and it never dried. <laughs> it's harder to pack a Trans Am in with Trans Am. Yeah, in not rice. a Trans Am, no, just a Firebird. Firebird. Yeah, in rice. It is. You're suggesting that what did he take his Why? negative? Rice. How little box. You, how little box. Oh, little box. Lay it on top. Put your rice down. Yep. Lay it on top. Close the box. Close it up. It'll pull moisture out of it. Uh, for those of you who use smartphones and iPhones and tend to drop them in toilets or tubs, works the same. <laughs> Yeah, you take that thing after you shake all the water out of it and mm-hmm. put it in a Ziploc bag with rice. With rice. Yep. And it will suck the moisture out mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Incredible, gotta wait, right? Gotta wait a bit, but yeah, it'll work. Yeah, you definitely wait a bit. Mm-hmm. And it does work. Yes. So that's, that is Leslie's tip of the it's, day. It's um, a lot of people are using that instead of the dry age kit. Oh, dry age kit. Yes. The impossible kit. Impossible yes. dry age kit. Or they're using it in conjunction I, because they're in a humid area. I use reusable uh, desiccants. Yes. So like the... You know, the little packs of chiclets, it looks like. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the, uh, the Japanese have a, a huge market for it because it's incredibly humid there. Mm-hmm. 
when I take my cameras over to Japan. I have all of my cases have these little metal containers that have a desiccant in there, and when it's full, it turns like a purplish pink, and then you stick. You can reuse them by sticking them in the oven, and you bake them in the oven mm-hmm. at like 200 degrees for a couple hours, and they turn blue, and you know it's ready to use again. Mm-hmm. So they're very cool. Reusable. Do you know how old that technology is? Super old. When I was growing up, my mother had a canister set, and the top of the canisters were glass. And they were filled with that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of instant photography, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Uh-oh, we're getting back, but getting back on track with the show with instant photography. Yeah, I became yeah. an instant photography nut a few years ago, and um, I love it. I get a lot of emails from people. Polaroid Rainbow One-Step Camera. It is an amazingly popular camera. Uh, people love it because it's it's well its design is iconic, but it's probably um, the folks at Impossible Project call it the box cameras. Mm-hmm. Probably like one of the crummiest cameras ever made. Uh, the only one that's crummier would be the button. Believe me, this camera is near and dear to my heart. So I say that with all due respect, because this was the first Polaroid camera my family owned. It's a beautiful camera to look at, but it was a mass-produced camera. 1995 retail. Produced somewhere in a, in a year, I want to say 1977. It wasn't designed to last 40 years. I mean, we're talking about, yeah, you know, almost 40 years. Yes. It's very simply made, and the mechanics of it just can't stand up. It's not really repairable. So, as Leslie, as you see, I have 10, 5 to 10 over there. I mean, I have mountains of cameras um, basically, the, the shutter mechanisms fail, so people are picking up these up on eBay, and I'm getting emails because they can't be tested easily because there's no battery in the camera. The battery's in the film pack, so you could easily invest 20 to $25 in a film pack only to find out that your camera doesn't work. And those cameras are bringing more than they ever retailed for. Are not cheap. Aren't they amazing? Amazing. Yeah. And even when they're tested, once you get it in the mail, there's a good chance you, you know, it goes bust. Yeah, it Quit. happens. Now I'm opening up a $23.95, that's $23.95 pack of film. It's PX70 color protection film, the latest from Impossible Project, with high hopes that this Polaroid uh, one step rainbow camera is going to work. It had a little note on it. It said works, which means I've tested it before. But when I tested it last night, it, with that, but it was that bum pack of film. Oh. Um, which kind of is a, a conundrum because yeah. if you buy a brand new... I guess the point is here, if you're going to get into Polaroid photography, I'm suggesting you be serious get somewhat about it because you need to invest in it. Mm. There's no cheap out because you can go through the trouble of acquiring the camera then buying one don't buy one pack of film buy one pack of film and immediately you're thinking the camera is bum when in fact it was a problem with the pack yeah it's it's the same mentality i come across with uh, i think it, it applies to all parts of film photography honestly yes uh i get a lot of stuff with that in large format questions Okay. People, um, they spend a lot of money on a camera, on a lens, on all this gear to make it work, and then they want to cheap out on either the film or they want to cheap out on the developer. And you're ruining a perfectly usable image by cheaping out on a, on a step toward the end just to save a buck. When you've, you've already gone all this way, all this opportunity right. cost is out the door, just spend a little bit more and you're going to, to assure you know, right. you're getting the right result. Just curious, how does, how does one cheap out on large format in like the film area? They cheap out on the film. They might cheap out on... Um, how? Like what is a good example of cheaping out on a film? Buying a box of incredibly expired... An incredibly or expired film. Or something already? Something, Maybe. Yeah, just like stuff, stuff you don't know you're going to get a good result. Like I always recommend starting with new film wasn't that expensive <laughs> isn't everything you bought up to this point is expensive you know it's it's just one of those uh, kind of things don't cheap out on that final step or if you get somewhere say um you're in a place you don't know if you're ever going to get there again and you take one picture because th- that 
sheet of film costs $4. Why don't you take a couple shots to make sure you have it? I mean, the opportunity cost to get there and things like that. So, mm-hmm. and, and the same applies to the instant. If you are really serious and you really want that instant look, why not splurge on a, you know an instant camera that you know is going to be, you know, it's, it's tested, it's been uh, refurbished, or you know, to some level of usability for the time you're going to be using it. Right. Now, the tough thing about this particular model is there is no real source for it. No. Even our good friends at Mint... Mm-hmm. If you uh, type in Mint Polaroid Photography, you'll come up with a site. It's a Japanese site. They offer refurbished cameras. And most of them are not those. Not. No. They're okay. guaranteed. They do repairs. Not on these. But the big question is, will this camera work? I'm loading a pack of film. Yes! yes! What a wonderful sound. Let's put on the Mint Flash. Ooh, that thing looks nice. Uh, I've been setting it to the 600 mode. And turning the dial to lighten. Are you using PX70 or CP? PX70. PX70. How's the, re- how's the refresh on that, uh, the Mint Flash? Is it good? Is it quick? Oh, we're going to find out right now. It's okay. fresh batteries. Cool. This is a great example of... It worked now. It did. This camera, how's the refresh on this flash? It's, it's already back. Oh, okay. It's Instant. brand new. Instant. Oh, no. You need the blue. Oh, you need blue? Okay. Yeah. So, a yeah. couple seconds. Oh, it was charging. Yes. So uh, but that's another ever experienced that, Leslie, where you go to press the shutter button and you. I've done it before. Um, my advice, I want to be super positive about everything. Super positive. But my advice would be to keep your expectations very low mm-hmm. for the Polaroid One Step Rainbow Camera. Uh, you may luck out. You may have to go through a few different auctions to find one that works. Always look for an eBay auction where the. Uh, the seller offers a 14-day money-back guarantee. Be proactive. Have your film standing by for your camera so that when your camera comes, you have your film and you can go through this exercise. I wish I could help you out there through your grief. <laughs> but <laughs> It I happens cannot. to everybody. Because you're going to experience some grief with this camera. Either the shutter's going to be frozen or you'll pop one pack in that doesn't work, but then you buy another pack and all of a sudden it works, which happened with this camera. If you're going to shoot a lot, if you find a camera that you is working properly, you could invest in the Mint... Uh, uh, SX70 flash bar, which is well worth the investment because flash bars are anywhere from five to ten dollars at least. Yeah. An expensive hobby, but um, what isn't? <laughs> I will say this: if you have a working camera, you show up at a cocktail party with this oh, camera. Life of the party, you yeah. will be the center of the world. <laughs> People will be taking pictures of you with their uh, iPhones. <laughs> like, hold up that camera, man. Definitely. And you know, it, it, it isn't limited to just those cameras, Mike. I had an experience, I, and I felt awful because it wasn't my camera. It was one of Leslie's beautiful oh. Polaroid SLR 680s. Mm-hmm. And it just, it went. It was this time. Was it really Leslie? No, I still use it. <laughs> it's because... What doesn't it do now? It's all about the love. It works fine. It just like, it, it gave me grief halfway through a pack. and Then I finished the pack later. Yeah. You were using that for a while. A long while, yeah. I love the SLR. What quit about it for you? I don't know. There was just... I'm, I'm using it. Was having a bad, using it today. It was this having a bad week. These just cameras have bad week. weeks. I, I've I, really, uh, I really think there's... Yeah, they have a little personality to them or something. It's, was, yeah. it's a funny thing. You put it on the shelf and then go back to it. Either Self, A... Self-healing. It doesn't go back to work. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Or you put it on the shelf and come back to it and it works. Yeah. There was um, another time I was shooting the same camera and it was... Um, the, the pack, it just like... It didn't like the pack. I changed it out yep. in a bag. I put yep. a new pack in. 
Great. Mm-hmm. True. There are some packs of film the camera won't like, but the pack's not really faulty because if you take that pack no, out and put it in a different Polaroid it'll be camera, fine. Yeah. it'll be fine. So let's talk about the global Polaroid world. If you're interested in instant Polaroid photography, I suggest you have a few cameras. If you're going to be SX70, have a rainbow. Have a Pronto. Mm-hmm. You know, have a uh, a folder. What are they called? Uh, model 1, 2, the bum, 3. The bum's a cheap one, yeah. The bum is a camera. It's not. It's a folding camera. Looks like an SLR, but it's not. It's not. Guesstimate focus. Yes. Scale focus. Scale focus. The bum. Mm -hmm. This way, when you have a problem, you could actually troubleshoot it properly. Yeah. So that's it for Polaroid, and we'll be right back. Sharp, beautiful pictures in minutes with Pronto, Polaroid's low-priced automatic, and the new super clear SX-70 film. It's clear, it's got to be Pronto. It's clear, it's got to be Pronto. It's clear, Polaroid's Pronto. What do you say? Pronto! Hey, it's Michael Rosso, urging you. Actually, I'm sitting here with William. Hey, William. Where are we? Hey, I'm sitting here with William, and we're in the FPP virtual store. <laughs> wow. I feel like I'm in Tron. So, like, we're inside your computer. (laughs) I don't know how we got here. (laughs) Anyhow, I'm here to urge you to go find your mom, your grandpops, your friends, Polaroid camera in your closet or attic or basement. Anyone you know, guarantee you they have a Polaroid camera. Get that camera and start shooting with it. Absolutely, you should do that. And uh, William has been uh, working here in the FPP store, our virtual store that has a you know real three-dimensional shipping department Absolutely, yes. with a real person in it. Yes. If someone orders something, uh, you'll, you'll be talking to them. Yes, I'll be speaking with you. Oh, that's awesome. Once you find your camera, you can come to the FPP store to stock that camera with film, whether it's SX-70, 600, or Spectra, with the Impossible Project film, because we're an Impossible Project partner store that's right and that's very exciting or if you find like an old pack camera we are like your fuji pack film headquarters oh we have fuji 3000b and we have fuji 100c yeah yeah we have some expired polaroid in there too filmphotographystore.com or just click the store tab on our website filmphotographyproject.com for all you folks out there and i can't tell you how many of you have like grabbed a polaroid camera and you're excited you're like hey man i picked up my polaroid camera because you know you were talking about it so much that i did it myself and william there's not one person they're all like i love it i've actually been affected oh yes <laughs> yes he had what happened so I was at a garage sale, and I found what was a, uh, a Polaroid Impulse. Impulse, which and I made an Impulse buy, and uh, Mike checked it out. It actually works. They're very sturdy little cameras. Sturdy little cameras. Uh, Impulse is a 600 camera. It would take uh, the Impossible PX600 or PX680. Now we have the new color protection film, the newest uh, chemistry from the Impossible Project. So, hey, I just wanted to share that with everyone, just so everyone knows. Color protection film. Cool. Filmphotographystore.com. Hey, we're back. 
Hey, I want to thank um, Jeff from Studio City, California. Jeff made a cash donation of $20 to the FPP. Ooh. We're sitting here in the FPP studio. It is a standalone in a huge complex. FPP is not uh, is not leaning on uh, any other company. We have our own rent, our own electric. Uh, these bills have to be paid. So when you do send money in, it do- does go towards paying all the utilities and also keeping up on uh, shipping out all of the winnings, uh, which gets really pricey. <laughs> We're shipping to Australia, and it's a SLR package. That's going to cost like $35. Mm-hmm. Gets hefty, yeah. Yeah, it gets hefty. So thank you very much. You can go to filmphotographyproject.com and click on the donation button. You could send cash. You could send uh, stuff you're not using. And what we do is we put it into our system here, and then we pass it along. Or in the case of the next time we do a comprehensive workshop, um, we're, I'm going to be bringing along, as I did last time. Remember, mm-hmm. I brought a bunch yes. of pack cameras. Yes. We had a table full of stuff. Yeah. It was wonderful. We had giveaways. We had cameras that were available for loan. It's a wonderful thing, and we're moving much more uh, this year and next year towards education and getting people, you know, moving forward with their film photography. So that's great. Thank hey, you very much, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Uh, let's see what else we got here. So many choices. Jonathan Kinnard. He says, I love what you're doing for the vintage photography community. <laughs> this kind of, sounds kind of funny. Vintage photography. It does. Sounds like old people shooting. <laughs> I've, I've always been intrigued by vintage cameras ever since I got the instant gratification of a Polaroid 600 camera as a kid. I recently was given the same camera as a last-minute birthday gift. Like, oh, man, I forgot to give him a present. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> but was disappointed to find out how much film costs. I know Matt has the same feeling I do. It's like you know what? Hey man, it's what it cost. You know, every time th- this comes up, Listen, every every day Matt, for me. Matt, you're singing to the choir. If you're pinched for the buck, but you're at Starbucks ordering lattes every day, then stop complaining. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're thinking, Matt? Well, no. It's just you know every, every time. <laughs> no, it is. But it's there's yeah there's sacrifices and there's it's it's your level of your level of commitment to the medium too and people give me beef all the time they think I'm made of money because I shoot eight by ten and it's it's people really think that yes they do they, they because I, I you know I post camera porn you know the oh, pictures yeah, of the yeah, camera yeah. and like oh this new thing came in it's like look I pour all of my resources in, into this you know when I buy film I'm making it count I've been doing this for years it's I'm picky about what I shoot so it's you have to find that find that balance and the only way to do it is to spend a little bit of money see what you like mm-hmm. get get better at shooting it and you the cost will become nothing to you. same as someone who does go to starbucks right they're going there because they're getting something they like something they know they like and it's worth the money to them if you get to that point with film it will be the same way yeah the only way you can get that look is with that portrait so buy that portrait jonathan go to say that he's trying different cameras to use cheaper film i guess 35 millimeter maybe he's talking about okay. I watch many of your podcasts, meaning our YouTube videos, and he's learned so much. I can't decide what camera to get. Oh, he didn't buy one yet. I want to buy one from somewhere like Goodwill so I can get it cheap. But I don't know which one to start looking for. I know that Fuji has a very cheap instant color film, Polaroids. Uh, so that definitely narrows down what type I'm looking for. I also am very new to the vintage camera experience and don't want a camera that is too hard to keep up with. Thanks so much for the help. Keep up the good work. Jonathan is not doesn't know. Jonathan's searching. It sounds to me like he doesn't know what he wants to get. But it does sound like he wants wants to stay instant do you think it sounds uh, like it yeah. it does yeah. sound like it i think you get more bang for your buck by 
uh, going to Goodwill and buying a 35mm SLR. Uh, how old is he? Doesn't say. Doesn't say. He said the word bud- cheap and budget so many times, I feel like he's a student. Oh, okay. You know, Because that's like always number one concern for them because they're like, you know, on the edge of death because they're right. on ramen all day. Right. <laughs> and he could have $3 in his pocket. Yeah, exactly. You know, for, for that, uh, the best I can suggest is uh, see if they have a friend that's into film. Because yeah. if you have a friend that's into film, guide you. They they have they guaranteed have more than one camera. Yeah, and can sh- show you the ropes. Right, maybe go out and spend a day shooting with someone you know who could loan you yeah. a camera for a day. Yeah, or go on to apug.org and they have regional forums. Find someone in your region. Say, hey, I'm looking to get into this. Is there anyone that wants to go out shooting? Film photographers are very cool by nature, and uh, I'm I'm certain someone in your area will be willing to help you out. Good advice. Speaking of workshops and whatnot, we're gathering an arsenal of equipment here so that we bring it out when we go out for the day. And one such camera is our Nicromat, which has been donated by Ryan. Ryan says, uh, his Flickr name is PTJudeRL1. P-T-J-U-D-E-R-L-1. Hey, guys. This camera was given to me, and now I'm paying it forward. This is a Nicromat FT3 with a 50mm and also a ridiculous 400mm lens. I ran some film through it. It works great. I even have the counter repaired by Midstate Camera here in Ro- Rhode Island. I don't use it as I have the F2 and F5, so I hope you could send this off to a good home. I'll toss in some film as well to get Ooh. someone started. And that's exactly what we're going to use it for on Ryan when we go out and do our photo walks. Students and people new to 35mm film will be picking up this Nicromat, and it will have many walks around the block, so to speak. Very good. So. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll even uh, put that ridiculous 400mm lens on it. (laughs) That would be fun. (laughs) When we come back, we're going to be talking about baby brownies. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Star might, star bright, newest star I've seen tonight. Look, here's a camera that's built with fun in mind. It's a new brownie star camera by Kodak. The brownie star might. Star might. So small, so light, so easy to take along, and so easy to use. Starmite. The flash holder's built right in. It's always there when you want it. And the flash bulbs? They're a brand new kind. Tiny as a fingertip, but every bit as bright as bigger bulbs. Starmite. Nothing to learn, nothing to remember. Just aim and snap. For fuller fun pictures, indoors or out. In color, if you like. Even color slides. See the Brownie Starmite camera by Kodak. It's only $10.50. And start now to enjoy all your good times over again in pictures. Hey, we're back. Uh, We don't talk about 127 format very often, Leslie. We don't. It's a format that's almost gone, but... People who are enthusiastic about it still can buy brand new film from places like Blue Moon Camera or Freestyle. Yes, which is a shame because that was a format that was lasted 100 years. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Am I guessing that it's it was around probably, I'm guessing, to the mid-90s? Oh, we see that like 1995 year mark. For the discontinuation of the for film? For Kodak, yeah. I think you're probably about right on that. What do you like about it? And, and tell us about it. And the baby brownie baby boy. The baby brownie's <laughs> adorable. I actually oh, got mine out because in uh, this last July, 12-7, okay, 12, the 12th of July, this is 127 day. Trackman's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> 
world famous the track man is it oh. and it's also oh you know george eastman's birthday it's also my grandma rita's birthday <laughs> and grandma rita the little baby brownie actually is a simple box camera it's made of plastic bake light bake light probably yes. made where we're sitting right now this um, used to be rubber factory 1934 listen nice. to that, that click nice. click oh that's beautiful 1934, mm-hmm. this camera cost $1. Yes. Nice. Isn't that terrific? Still takes pictures. And still costs $1. Still, yeah. still costs $1. Uh, Art Deco style. Very much so. Yeah. Shutter is simply just a little lens on the front. They made a European version mm-hmm. that had a button in the top, and Ooh. all it was was a time setting. But I think what's interesting about the Brownie and a few other cameras of that era was the inventor, or the designer, which was Walter Dorwin Teague. He was... Uh, Supreme Art Deco and further designer, industrial designer. And he also designed Polaroid's first camera. Is that but, right? But I think it's it's amazing. This camera lasted from 34 to 52. That Kodak took enough pride in a dollar camera to have someone like him design this, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And they are they're sweet little things. The U.S. Postal Service did a series of stamps called Pioneers of Industrial Design. No way. And they featured the baby brownie. You certainly may. So they're again a very basic little flip-up peep finder. Walter Dorwin Teague. T-E-A-G-U-E. He made cameras, cars, airplane interiors, Steinway pianos. You'll love this. Non-electric copying facilities. <laughs> Old copy houses. Oh, oh, yeah. The we old all, mimeograph. Yeah, the smell, the, the look, smell. the feel, the blueness. The blueness. <laughs> the blueness. And wasn't it the, the worst in the world at the end of the school year? The smell the from smell. the mimeograph paper. The heat's coming in. Yep. It's hot. Windows are open. The drone of the bees. There's like no way you could stay awake. Mimeograph. The mimeograph. He did the classic um, gas gasoline station, um, the equipment, the whole, you know, the pump? whole little unit. The pump. pump. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no the way. pump of the Art Deco time. So he's done a lot of things. He actually died here in Flemington, New Jersey. Oh, how about that? Yeah. So, interesting man in himself, and I looked at some of the cameras he designed for Kodak. Fantastic. He did, I think, Kodak's first colored cameras. Oh. Because it was that Art Deco series. The beautiful covers, the one little 127 uh, vest pocket pulls out with the crosses on the front. That's his design, too. Uh, I enjoy shooting with these little 127s, and I'm absolutely thrilled that uh, 127 is uh, available. Yep. Mm-hmm. And available in not only just color as we could get before, be black and white, and sprockets. Oh, sprockets! Oh, yeah. This baby, this baby brownie, baby actually. Brownie. Does, uh, shoots uh, the larger format because 127 could be square, yes, could be rectangular, mm-hmm. half rectangular, and um, this is the long one. This yeah, will, look at this that! Terrifically nice sprockets. Yes, what, two two inches, two and a half, two and a quarter inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do a contact print with that. You sure can. Yeah. <laughs> so there are millions of 127 cameras that can be had for purchase. You're going to find uh, probably are, the majority still work. The strange thing is that the older these cameras are. I mean, they're old. They're old cameras. 34. We were talking before about, you know, buying a Polaroid and chances are more likely than not it may not work yada yada the the rate of success of operating shutter is pretty high it is yeah and it has to do with you know fewer moving parts and less electronic parts you know Mm -hmm. 
that that's what has a hundred percent to do with it. Yeah, they're very reliable, and they take a nice old timey look look to it. Oh yes. And as Leslie mentioned, you can still buy one twenty seven roll film at the Freestyle or at Blue Moon Camera and Machine. Keep your spools. Keep your keep those spools. You send you yeah. send your film in. Request your spools and your paper. Oh yes. Back. If you're adventuresome and you have a black bag or a dark room, you can go to eBay and buy a roll of forty six millimeter film. Yep. Roll your own. And you could take those backing paper in a dark room, get yourself all situated, a nice long table, and you could, you know, I, I did it recently, just the other day, I gave some film to Leslie, some Kodak Portra 160NC, I laid down the backing paper, taped each end, put the spool on one, on the on the exposed side, and started rolling it back with the film in place, <laughs> got to the front, it's already pre-cut, put my piece of tape Rolled it up. Done. Done. Took a little doing, so you're, cause you're in complete darkness. Yes. yes. But it can be done, and it's really not that difficult. No, and once, as you keep doing it, you get a feel for oh, it yes. and the placement in the dark. Yeah, it's easy. You can buy a lot of these 127, 620 cameras. Very cheaply. Still yeah. in their original boxes. Mm-hmm. $10 and under easily. Yep. Yeah. What's really interesting, though, is when you go to some place like, like an auction house, like an antique store, since there's more of those and they can be had cheaply, through the mass market when you go to an antique store they, they want to charge you more for one of those but it's because they don't know the function they're just available and they're right. oh vintage camera 30 bucks you know just this is a one where you would want to go on eBay to look for yeah. it just because of the price most of the vintage stores I noticed the prices are way too high way too yes. high even yes. on 35 and just, just yeah. everything mm-hmm. yeah it's like that guy we remember in the parking lot ran into the guy yes yeah everyone thinks their their vintage cameras are worth, worth something ever, worth everything yeah it's like, what are they worth? They're worth what someone wants to pay for them. And in the case of these cameras, the ones all about the usability. Yeah, yeah. There's mm-hmm. not that much buzz about it, and I'd say it's an excellent format to kind of play around with. It is. It's fun. It's, it's kind of fun because I have the photo albums of my grandparents that were shot on cameras like this. Yes, which is amazing. Yeah, I would say if mm-hmm. you appreciate the process and a little bit of the history behind it, and you want the the look to accompany that, you want to put a little work into it. That's a great format to get into. Now, if you're someone that wants wants it a little easier, you're going to be paying a little more for the camera but you're going to be paying less for for your film and the process is going to be expedited a little bit so yeah i think that's what would interest someone in 127 typically with 127 too they were not an expensive camera but Mm -hmm. there were a few very fine 127s john's 44 or yashika 44 yes Stunning camera. Um, yeah, we forgot to mention that if exactly. you want a, a you know a fine camera with an excellent lens through the lens or what else? Another twin one? lens. TLR. Twin lens. Yes, TLR. TLR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A twin lens camera made by Yashica called the Yashica Forty Four or the mm-hmm. Baby Rolleiflex. Yeah, that's yes. like a Cadillac. It is. That does fetch a pretty penny. It Quite does. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's a beautiful camera. It sure is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's nice to know that we can still put film into yeah. them. Yeah, and you know, labs will work with you. Uh, labs like the Darkroom, a good friend. Darkroom.com. You know, if you mm-hmm. shoot them an email, you will get a response if you are unsure. Like if you spool 35 millimeter onto your film and you don't have backing paper, so you tape up the back, mm-hmm. you can still shoot it, take the film out of your camera in a darkroom, and you know those Kodak uh, canisters, the black ones? The all black mm-hmm. ones. You could put it in there, put a piece of tape on mm-hmm. it, say... Uh, um, exposed, open and dark room only, and a lab will process that film. For oh, you. they're good at it. Oh, yeah. good. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't think you're in it all alone. Pe- you know, labs will help you. Absolutely. So, did we miss anything on the baby brownies? Were there? No, I'm afraid. You know, it's pretty, pretty basic little camera. There sure were can. a variety of, the, of these, correct? Bunch. 
Like these, these There are a variety of brownies, the star mite, the star yes. flex, oh, yeah. all that type of thing. Then they made them in colors. Yes. Beautiful. But there is only one baby brownie and oh, it says baby. baby on the front. Adorable. But you got a star mite here. Um that's I've new got, in box. I've got a star flash okay. that was a star matic, I believe. I, I could be wrong on that. And you see these little dents right here? Mm-hmm. I'll bet if you open this up, the contacts are still inside for where the flash unit fit on this. Oh. oh. I have one that the contacts are... a standard... A standard, standard shell, shell, exactly. Mine has plugs on it. But if yep. you look inside, the metal contacts are still there. Yeah. Oh, these are tricky. These are tricky. You think they're not working. You have to, you have to be wound. You have to be wound. They're has to be film in there. Oh. Well, um, now it'll it work. Travels. It'll work now. And yeah. there you go. Some of them actually have to have the paper yeah. traveling across. That's okay. You can trip it from the inside, too. But um, yeah. I, I just think, actually, I think they're rather trippy to use. They're yeah. fun. Yeah, they Put are. a flash bulb in them. Yep. Blind people. Yep. Oh, your family hates you. Christmas. <laughs> it's all part of it. When we come back, we're going to be talking about printing your work. Mm. Do you ever have one of these? A good old box camera? When I was a kid... Dad would get us on outside, he'd make us pose facing the sun, then holler, hold it, everybody, hold it, then click, got it, I hope. Well, picture taking is a lot easier, more relaxed now, especially flash pictures. In fact, indoor picture taking is as easy as shooting outdoors. Watch this. daughter gets up to dance, that can be a memorable moment. And when a moment you want to remember pops up, pop on the new Sylvania Blue Dot Flash Cube to make sure you get all the action. With Sylvania's new invention, the Blue Dot Flash Cube, you can now take four flash pictures without changing bulbs and capture for another day all those great pictures that used to get away. And you can be sure you'll get the shots you want. Because Sylvania's famous blue dot is right there on each bulb. For regular cameras, always get Sylvania blue dot flash bulbs. For new flash cube cameras, get blue dot flash cubes. Sylvania blue dots for sure shots. Great, isn't it? Easy and fun. Whether it's with flash cubes, which by the way Sylvania invented really something, or flash bulbs, both with Sylvania's famous blue dot. And remember what the man said, that blue dot is your assurance the bulb is good. It's so easy to capture those great moments, not just the special occasions, but all the fun things that happen every day in your home. Can you really afford to miss them? So keep your camera handy along with blue dots from Sylvania, a member of the GT&E family of companies. Missed any good memories lately? <laughs> hey, it's Mike here. I'm here in, in the FPP store with Matt, Lauren, and Leslie. Hey. hey. Here to talk about Kodak Film. I want everyone to go to the filmphotographystore.com. That's our store to pick up a roll of Kodak Film. Why, Matt? Hey, well, because we have some of the best prices on the web. Bar That's none. right. The best. And what else? We have extremely fast shipping. Ooh. Oh. Super fast. Super fast. Yes. Speed of light. Super fast. I think people are very happy because our FPP, our very technological, in-computer shipper, works directly with the U.S. Postal Service. So the shipping price is the actual weight of the product. When people buy a roll of film, they're like, twelve dollars. They're like, great, it's a two-dollar roll of film, but yeah, now it's fifteen dollars after shipping. <laughs> 
FPP store. Everything in the store is in stock. We have lightning fast shipping. We have excellent shipping prices. And we now have the best prices on the web for Kodak Ektar, Kodak Portra 160 Portra, 400 T-Max, Tri-X. Forget about the superstores online. Superstores. You can get beautiful, fresh. Is that fresh? Fresh Kodak film directly from filmphotographyproject.com. Click the store button. Lightning fast. Fresh. So fresh it should be slapped. Exactly. I was going to say so fresh that it will give a strudel mouth. Fresh mouth. <laughs> What's so great about buying from the film photography store? I will tell you. It supports... This show. What show? The Film Photography Project. That's right. We are passing along the best price to you. Filmphotographystore.com 2013 Kodak Film. Thank you very much. Hey, we're back. Matt, you are a proponent of printing your work. I am. I, f- I know I harp about it every year to you guys, but... Ooh. It's uh, it's getting close to winter out there. If you're if you're somewhere that has all four seasons, it's getting a little cooler. If you're in our su- in the southern hemisphere, uh, enjoy your summer. But when it cools down, when it gets a little more miserable, a little less photogenic. If you don't like photographing in winter, the best place to go is the dark room. Yep. Get those images printed. If you don't have a dark room, s- support your local lab. Get some of your color images printed. Uh, take a community college course and yes. get get in the wet dark room. Yes. Just. Get out there. Get your images on paper. Uh, it's an amazing feeling to see your image on a, very, on a nice piece of paper flattened out there. Even better in a frame. Even better hanging on a wall. Even better when someone pays you for that image that's hanging on a wall. I mean, it's just there's nothing better than having a print portfolio. If you go into a portfolio review and you aren't the guy with an iPad, people are going to love you. Yes. <laughs> you went through the effort. Yes, there's extra effort involved. Uh, people know you're, you're, at, you're forcing yourself to edit your work because, um, you know, we were talking about cost earlier. Uh, one way to save money is to edit your work. Right. And printing really forces you to do that. You know, you make a contact sheet. You say, I like this one. I don't like, oh, I like this one, but it's blurry. Oh, this one's nice, but maybe I have to play around with it in the darkroom. And you get good at editing your work. You, you'll have concentrated look at what your year in photography was. And it's, it's just good to kind of summarize where you're going, you know, photographically. You might print your work and find out oh i'm i'm enjoying landscapes a little bit more and you can pursue that and make a body of work and you know uh if you if you're into the digital printing thing uh get a book you know make a blurb book or even a nicer quality kind of a lay flat book like an album yes there's so many different places you can go with printing a basic darkroom print is just the start of it you know i always i always talk about photo stock and alternative process printing and that's a completely different avenue right now i'm getting back to basics with my uh my carbon printing the alternative process i enjoy that doesn't use any metal the prints um if i if they're made badly will last a couple hundred years Ah. you know just that's that's kind of for me the archival thing is is pretty cool just knowing that like my images might be bad but they're going to be around yeah yeah no doubt i'm looking into that process and i'm amassing the components to get into another process that's actually closer to printmaking than it is photography it's called photogravure what is that um it's where you take a photographic image and you transfer it onto gelatin like the carbon print and this pigmented gelatin it has topography it has like pits and valleys with those pits and valleys you transfer that transparency onto or not transparency that positive image onto a piece of uh, copper or a or a or burn it into a photo plate through oh an God. exposure you etch the plate and then you ink it and you make a print with oil-based ink onto a piece of you know beautiful watercolor paper and you make multiple prints you actually pull a print from a press oh my goodness 
it's yeah, it's involved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got into it from. So it almost like it sounds like making a stamp. Yes, kind of. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're making it and then you're stamping it onto. Well, you're you're pressing uh, you're pressing an inked plate into a wetted piece of paper, so the paper will pull out the ink that's in these pits and valleys on a plate. It's uh, it's hardcore. If you want to see great examples of that kind of work, go to Photostock 2014. It's a very involved process. Why the heck would anyone go that far to make that kind of image? Because it has a look you cannot get anywhere else. If you've, um, That's another good reason to print your work, because it'll be a different look. A darkroom print has a different look. A lab-made print or an inkjet print, it'll always look a little bit different. And getting your, uh, honing your your own darkroom skills, whether it's digitally editing your images and then printing them out on inkjet or working in the darkroom, dodging and burning and getting better prints, it all helps. It all comes back full circle. So it, when you become a more proficient darkroom printer and you know what's going on there with exposure, it's only going to help your photography in, in knowing what you like and knowing the tech, getting the technique down. So it's just another thing you can add to your arsenal. I mean, we have listeners sending in these beautifully handmade prints, and there's just yeah. nothing like passing them around and showing them, Here's these are my images. We're not going to be passing around a tablet or an, uh, a, a no, laptop. No, not at all. And like, you can always kind of tell. You want to say, oh, I have this great image. And you like, you pull your phone out, and people just kind of like, ugh. No. They're sick of that. They really are. And when you hand them beautiful prints on uh, on some thick, pa- some nice thick paper stock, they're like, wow, you, really put some, you, know, you must really care about this. And, and people feed off that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I encourage everybody getting their work printed, even if it's just like proof prints from like CVS or something, you know? Uh, when I do my film weddings, I just did two film weddings uh, a couple months ago when the bride and groom got their proof prints. It, not only was it faster than most of the local digital photographers turn around, they were proofs. They're like, oh, so you're going to keep this? No, these are your prints. Wow. You know, and they get the proofs and then we make an album and the album is this nice, big, beautiful leather bound album with lay flats. It's Did you use Miller's to print the album? Miller's is my, go- my go-to for everything. You use the leather bound, the leather album? The very nice big lay flats yes yeah, I, very nice and it's it's impressive when they get that they feel like wow this is you know this is a keeper yeah 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 and even my proofs go through them and they, they have very high quality prints and uh, every time i shoot uh, color anything even with the eight by ten and i send it to a lab i have them make contact sheets because like color print is just sweet have you you've, you've shot some all film weddings this year yes I, I did one all film and then one that was hybrid although i could do it i told them let's you know let, let's be safe let's be consistent and let's just you know when you do hybrid where do you get your your gear from? I rent my gear from uh, Columbus, uh, not Columbus, uh, Midwest Photo Exchange down the road in Columbus, Ohio. Nice. They also have a variety of great uh, used film gear. You can get Hasselblad yeah. there for like five hundred bucks. And when you're going digital, what if you don't mind? What what you don't mind? Oh, I use a what? Canon setup. A Canon setup. Yeah. Will you pop that EOS one point four on it? Oh yes. Nice. Yes. I still have all. That's funny. Just, I I still have all my EOS lenses. Yeah. Because it carries over, and if I have like an EOS body or something I'm shooting with, you know, to test for FPP, I can right. just slam a lens on there and go. So yeah, it's. I, so yeah, people, I I don't just shoot eight by ten. I I shoot hybrid. I shoot thirty five. I shoot medium format. There's other things I do, but um, print your work, man. It's yeah. It's really great to have uh, prints. I don't print enough, and the only reason I, I I feel like I print okay, but then I go to Photostock and I go see other people that that's all they do is make prints. And I see, yeah, I should be printing more. You should always print more. Um, don't make it a seasonal thing. Even though I say, yeah, you know, it's getting toward winter, print more. You should be printing often. Throughout the year. Yeah. Or, or another alternative way to do it is 
um, make a show for yourself every year. Not not a like show. a show that's going to hang. <laughs> not like a show that's going to hang somewhere. Um, uh, that's good to have a, Get a yourself goal. Yourself the discipline of, of yeah making yeah right. selecting your best ten or twenty images, printing them. Some people even go to the effort of framing them. I would just say like overmat them and be done. But getting them pr- presentation worthy, and then that's your portfolio for the year. It might be another topic, but editing your work that is a tough job. Not everyone can edit. No, no and you include no. too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why when I think it goes hand in hand with printing because you print and you share those prints other people's you know you get feedback when mm-hmm. you're sharing your prints around and it's instant feedback and it's not the kind of feedback that shows up on Flickr and Facebook and you know it's not just great composition great capture nice editing like it's actual feedback right well I'm with you 100% and uh, I also uh, gone to Miller's there's two there's Mi- I think it's what's the Miller's is Mil- M- they have MPix and then the parent site is Miller's Miller's yeah. is uh, if you have like a tax ID yeah you can get a great rate oh, um, yes. for they still do film. Yeah. So, and when I do a wedding, I send yeah. everything to Miller's because I can overnight it. So like it goes in a little baggie, goes to them on yep. Saturday. I have stuff back by Tuesday or Wednesday yep. and it's ready to They're doing proof. some good work with their prints, even on MPix. Yes. The choice of prints, they offer square Mm-hmm. Prints. They offer yep. so many different sizes. They offer black and white on real black and white paper. And uh, the folks there, they check your file. You could check off a box. You to know. have them correct it or edit you know and what? take I out left dust. Them, I left them correct it, and they, they always do a, great, do a great job. They do a great job. Mm-hmm. So They uh, get rid of my dust. <laughs> yeah, so two thumbs up for MPix, also known as Miller's. Yep, or Miller's.com. For books or making your prints if you're not printing them yourself. Mm-hmm. And, of course, on future episodes, as we move towards uh, Matt, of course, is already printing, but... Uh, FPP guy Mark Dalzell is setting up an enlarger Ooh. and uh, I have an enlarger which is uh, not set up yet and I know the time is coming to you know kind of get back into you know putting my negative in its tray and projecting some images onto paper so yeah. well this might be a good time to mention I also offer if you're in oh yes please the, do if you're in the Great Lakes area and or not or, or, or not if you fly well, in uh, it, might, it might be worth the trek it depends on how much time we have right. but I offer one-on-one workshops with folks and just to get like very very intro level stuff but getting uh, getting friendly with the enlarger getting the anatomy of it down making a contact sheet and just making some very basic prints not not too much of the advanced darkroom techniques because some of those I I am not confident on myself like uh, spotting that's still my uh, ah. that's my Achilles heel yeah my kryptonite spotting but basic darkroom I stuff spot I spot to relax you spot yeah <laughs> well I got a stack for you I can do it oh man but yeah and when you come to lovely downtown Finley Ohio you can come visit Leslie because we buy all our dark gear from her <laughs> it's best just to show up oh it happens <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you can you can check those out uh www.mattmarash.com m-a-t-m-a-r-r-a-s-h you can go to workshops we have uh the one-on-one which is the cheapest option it's very cheap to to learn through me because you know Every time someone comes, I learn a little bit from them. Right. We, and you've had some great experiences. I have. Um, uh, a, a lot Jason of, Benning. Jason Benning, uh, another fan of the Brandon show. Brandon Nedwick. Brandon Nedwick. Yes. Um, Jeff Preston, yes. who also came to our uh, walking workshop. They've all done uh, di- varying workshops. Brandon actually came for the carbon printing. That was on working with the process I was talking about earlier. So I'm trying to get in there. And uh, another kind of a selfish means for that is so I get in the darkroom, forcing myself to get in the darkroom more. It's uh, you, I can't get enough of it. It's my relaxing time. And I think if people get out there and print their work, they'll find you know what they like about photography. Now, there are two kind of classes of people. There's like there's shooters and there's printers. There's 
there really are and some people are printmakers and some people um they just shoot and then they have somebody else worry you know worry about printing and editing it down which is cool there's plenty of room in film for everyone so printing it is print your work print your work So that about does it for this particular episode. As always, we want you to write to us, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Drop us a line. Give us a call on our hotline. That hotline number is 973-850-6330. Excellent. That is a one-way call. You call in. It goes to a recording. No one will pick up. And there is no callback. So... Don't call with a question because <laughs> Matt and I cannot call you back. You nope. can you can send, write, send us an email. You can send us an email, and we are pretty speedy. Yeah, we are. Yeah, so you you know it could take up twenty four hours to get a response, but uh, but we're pretty good about it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, if you if you've got a Polaroid directed question, Mike Mike's your man. Yep, well, yeah, Leslie, I'm sending yeah, them got, over. To get Leslie. the large format gas, send them away. Yep. I'll, I'll tackle all the hard ones. We'll be back in two weeks. Weeks. Until then, you can consult our show notes. Thank you, Alex, for doing our show notes. Filmphotographyproject.com. Click on podcast, and you'll see our show notes for each episode. So when you hear the great music, which, by the way, is performed by the the FPP guys, John, Dane, uh, Mark, UK correspondent Darren, Riley, you'll see the links of how you could uh, listen to this music or find the websites and whatnot. So until next time. Keep on shooting. There is always something for me, something always seems to call me to my room, to my room. There are so many distractions, giving so much satisfaction in my room, in my room. From the painted walls of yellow. Let's go.
Slow.